Welcome to MPO Sports Podcast. Um, we're doing a special today, which has got a bit of NFL feel to it. Um, in Australia, where we're recording, it is actually the Friday before the Super Bowl. Um, so basically, Super Bowl will be Monday Australian time, Sunday US time. So I dare say today could be Thursday over there, but that's not here nor there. It's um, 8.24pm as we hit record. And like all of our um, podcasts, before I introduce the lads, I've got a little bit of a rant uh, and I just want to state that I don't sway one way or the other on this one, but I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to talk redneck because sport, yes, redneck, because sport should probably not be getting involved in the Australia Day debate, hence why I'm talking about on this podcast. But um, what really alarms me sometimes is some of the absolutely low IQ responses to, oh, they should just get over it, you know, um, it happened 400 years ago. Whatever the time frame is, it's probably closer to 250 years, whatever. But that's irrelevant. Um, I just think the simplicity of their get over it, I'll put it into context for all you redneck petrol heads out there, okay? You all love your cars, you know, the extension of the penis that a lot of you guys absolutely get out there and your chamois and your polish and whatnot like that, then all of a sudden next door neighbour accidentally reverses into your car. You get it repaired, right? You get it repaired. You get it fixed. It looks like nothing's happened. But you still know your car got damaged. Even though it's supposedly fixed, you still know your car got damaged. Here's another scenario for you redneck um, scum out there. I'd like to also point out, you take your car in to get serviced and the mechanic gives it away to someone else because he thinks he's going to look after it better than you. Do you get over it? Anyway, that's my thoughts. Feel free to drop it on social media and um, have a crack if that's what um, tickles your fancy. Other than that, we'll get into the show, which, as I said, is an NFL feel. Um, we're going to talk some general NFL first and in the second half there's going to be a bit of a Super Bowl special. Uh, we have a guest today, which is Craig from Kick Down the Corridor. How are you going, Craig? I'm going good. How are you? Um, not too bad. Not too bad, I, mate. I, I even brought the microphone. Yeah, the, the Kmart special. And it's working a treat from my end. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, got, it's, a, it's actually a gaming microphone because that's the only ones you can get. A and gaming I've, microphone from Kmart, huh? Oh, yeah. And it's like I've, I've had the, the, the oldest daughter, the techie, help me out with it because she's helped me out with all the buttons and the whatnots and so forth. And, oh, my goodness, the thing glows green. Lord. Nothing. We spare no expense here at the MPO Sports Podcast. Uh, we don't. So thank you, Kmart. Thank you, Kmart. And um, we may have some other indirect plugs throughout the podcast. Jeremy, how are you going? <laughs> I'm good, Tim. Um, as, as I speak, uh, my my darling wife is uh, in the other room watching the Royal Rumble, the WWE Royal Rumble that uh, we all missed the other day. Mm. So uh, she was like, do you want to watch a Royal Rumble with me? I said, I'm recording a podcast. She said, get stuffed. I'm watching it anyway. That's pretty much how it went down. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Okay. You should, and out, you should go out and tell her who won. Uh, yeah, well, I suppose I could. I didn't actually get the result, so uh, okay. I don't know myself. Oh, uh, well, well, I better not. I better not spoil it. No, and um, just quickly, do you speak redneck, Jeremy? Just doing a bit of a pop quiz here. Pop I, I, well, I do enjoy speaking in the redneck tone. Yes. So you, you'd probably understand a bit of um, the language used in the rant. 
Over to Woody, how have you been? Is that a segue from Rednecks or what, what's the go there? No, 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 no suggesting? nothing. No, no, rednecks no, here's Woody. no, right. no I'm going all, right. going all right. We're only a few days away from the big day. So I'll make my uh, annual pilgrimage down to the Sporting Globe and, and catch the, the Super Bowl from there. Sad oh. we have to work this year. Mm. I won't be making it, which is, uh, which is sad. But however, the beauty of Wi-Fi and Having my phone sitting on the bench at work, I uh, I won't miss heaps of it. You're not going to miss much at all, I'm Tivin. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought so. Well, um, incidentally, Woody, just a word of advice, always make sure you've got a beer in your hand so you don't have to wear your mask. Anyway, moving on, we'll get straight into it. Um, we're going to work this uh, episode very much like a panel, and obviously the boys that I introduce will be the panel. So I'll fire some questions at the lads and um, I will probably at some stage go, that's enough, let's move on because I am watching the clock because uh, we don't want to be on this for six hours. So uh, that's fine. And I don't think my... It's about, about, as, uh, about, how, it's about how long the Royal Rumble goes to for about six hours. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> oh, we'll, 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 really? we'll, get out. <clears throat> well, incidentally, um, I don't know if my computer's got the capabilities of, of actually saving six hours of recording in one document. So we do certainly have to stick to the time. So moving you forward... You might need to shorten up your rants then. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, was, that was one of the more level-headed rants anyway that I've, that I've produced recently. And um, I think it made a lot of sense in the language of um, redneck slash petrolhead. Anyway, so we'll start the ball rolling for the panel. The first question we have, thoughts on Matt Stafford trade. Now, I'll go to Woody. Uh, you may be required to some listeners to explain a bit before you go into your response. So what's happened is Matt Stafford, he's been at the uh, Lions for a very long time um, and he's probably too good for that organisation if we're being honest. Um, so he's gone to the Rams now. Um, Jared Goff's gone the other way and the um, the package also included a couple of first future first rounders and a second round from this year as well. So it's quite, quite a bit that the... Um, Rams have given up, but um, I think they've actually had a massive upgrade here. Um, Jared Goff was probably the difference between them bombing out when they did and potentially lining up again this week. So I think they've done well and they've got the exact type of player that they need. Awesome. Uh, your thoughts, Jeremy? Um well, my thoughts, the Rams, they get the QB they uh, they wanted after Sean McVay clearly gave up on Goff. Um, it was it was pretty evident uh, when, he tried, when he tried his hardest to get the uh, Rams back up in during the playoffs uh, that he'd given up on Goff. Um, they paid through the nose to get Stafford. And they actually paid through the nose to get through, to get rid of Goff. I think that part of those picks going to Detroit were were actual giving Detroit a pick to take Jared Goff, if you know what I mean. But and also it's a twenty-two million dollar cap hit to to the LA Rams just to just to get rid of him, which is more than with which is more than Stafford makes. But Stafford still has to prove that he can carry a playoff team, which well we all know what's happened there so, thus far. But um, having having a defense like the LA Rams that uh, that will definitely give him a leg up. 
There's a lot of us that rate Matthew Stafford as a quarterback um, and just feel that he hasn't had the talent around him to succeed. Now he's got the talent, so he's either going to prove us right or he's going to prove us wrong. Okay, well, on that thought, I wouldn't mind hearing a bit of um, Craig's view on it. I personally, when I first heard it, I thought the Rams have made a big mistake here. How old Stafford now? 36. <clears throat> no, he's only 32. 32? Yeah, he's been yeah, around a long you time. Think but... he'd be older, yeah. 30, 32 with a bad back um, from, a, from a, a team that went, what was it, 4 and – did they go 4 and 11, 5 and 10? Yeah, and they the, only had four or five wins, yeah. They yeah, just – and the Rams only made <clears throat> the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and that's from giving away all these first-round picks. I don't think they're going to have a first-round pick till, well, goodness knows how long. I think it's we, 2024 they'll have their we, next one. And we blame Jared Goff. Well, it's quite interesting. Their, their offense relies on Cam Akers, and that's it. So they have, some, they have some handy receivers, like your Cooper Cups and Woods. And... Yeah, when they show up, because Woods only shows up. Normally, he only gets about 20, 30, 40 yards a game, really, when you look at him. And then when you look at the, look at the stat sheet, and... So now Matt Stafford's going to have to do that. And, um, gee, I don't know. Uh, and I don't know how, who gets the cap hit out of yeah. all this. Uh, uh, well, Sta- the Rams do, yeah. The Rams cop both cap hits? Yeah. Well, they cop a $22 million cap hit just for getting rid of Goff. Jeez. And then you get Stafford for how much? I think he's on less than that. He might be on like <laughs> $19 million a year or something like that. So there's $41 million gone now. I don't know what they're going to get in the draft. I don't know how this is going to go down, but I don't think it's going to go down well for, for the Rams. But apparently the American bookies have taken it well. They're at uh, $12 to win it. I think the Rams, what it tells me is the Rams are very happy with their roster, really, on, on both the defensive and offensive fronts. So I think mm-hmm. that it's pretty much them going all in to win and, or make another Super Bowl in the next couple of seasons. Yeah, they're they're in win now mode. They don't want to waste the years of uh, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, or anything like that. They want to they want to try and win now. So, which is what they what they're trying to do. They've got, they've got two years. That's it. And then when that when that two years finishes, they haven't got the first round draft picks. By geez, they're in some strife. It's a very small window. It's a risk versus reward thing, isn't it? So oh. it's quite a ballsy move from the front office. I actually yeah. like it. It's game shop. So lads. <laughs> um, just for um, us novice people with the NFL, do they look at um, similar to what, say, AFL do with um, Premiership window, Super Bowl window? Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. yeah. They make they make moves. <clears throat> they make moves. Make moves with that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. I just let my for the sort of more novice sort of listeners, it might give them a bit yeah. of an idea what you're talking except, about. That's all. Except I think with an NFL window, it's more a quarterback. Where an AFL window, you've got probably more than that. For a window, you've probably got to, you've got to have a decent midfield, I suppose, for a start, mm. and then and then you tour forward. Well, I think for NFL, it's only quarterback and maybe a bloke who can catch, and a and a guy who can run, and probably yeah. a brick a brick wall in front of the quarterback would be handy as well. Yeah, that that would be <clears> handy. <throat> That's why the uh, left left or right tackle can be the second highest paid player on the team. Um, okay, they can. I was I was pointing out to Tim. I was chatting to him last week, and 
I just believe the quarterback position is probably the most important position of any sport played. Would, would I, agree? Yeah. I, I actually it is. I agreed to um, a certain degree because I think Jeremy was um, ignorant of um, a sport that's played uh, worldwide by women called netball, where pretty much the goal shooter is your um, similar. You can't score without ever going the goal shooter or the goal the goal attack. So, um, yeah, that's a good point, Tim. But <clears throat> um, what I'll add is what what sets the quarterback apart is every snap he gets the ball in his hand. So everything the offense do starts with him. Well, in netball, there's, there's really not a play where he doesn't have it. Um, netball, you can't score without a goal shooter. No, I, that's correct. I would argue. In, still need- I, I would argue in NFL, irrespective. You can still score without your quarterback being involved through an interception. Through an interception. Yeah, but that quarterback's got to throw it to the interception. Yeah, the other quarterback, I mean, but your team yeah. can actually intercept it without their quarterback having anything to do with it. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Where you can't score a netball without the goal shooter or the goal attack mm. putting it through the nets. Yeah. All I'm going to add to that is there's a reason that Patrick Mahomes has just become the signed the richest contract ever because they value him that highly and the position is valued that highly mm. league-wide. But he's still probably only as good as the brick wall in front of him. Anyway. Yeah. And speaking, speaking of windows, that one's going to shut if they don't win this. Uh, they might because they have to pay other players while they're paying oh, yeah. Mahomes. They kept, they kept 21 of them. Out of 22, so there's going to be paying some blokes. Anyway, uh, we can cover that in a question later on in the pod. Um, on to the next one, Tim. Yes, thank you, Jeremy. Um, I'm reading other potential trades. We have Carter Washington and Watson to Vegas. Um, is there anything um, to talk about there and um, anything else to add to it? I don't take too much stock in trade rumours at all. I tend to don't look at them until they actually happen, so... Innuendo is just innuendo to me, and I don't take notice of it until it's, actually. It's called it. silly season for a reason. So, um, look that that one with Carr and Watts and everything was was amusing to me, if nothing else. So, what it suggested was that Washington would send two first round picks to Vegas um, to get Derek Carr in at quarterback, and then Vegas would send those same two first round picks and two of their own to the Texans for Deshaun Watson. So that that's just the sort of rumours that we're going to hear from here on in. Um, and now there's, there was talk today of Carson Wentz being courted by the 49ers and and just lots of other crazy stuff. Mm. So um, as I said, it's silly season for a reason and everyone thinks they know someone who knows something, don't they? I heard the craziest one was Jacksonville traded the number one pick to... Vegas for Derek Carr. That was the crazy. <laughs> that was the craziest one I heard. Uh, yeah, they would, they would, the, if the um, the Jacksonville front office are just raving lunatics, uh, they'd probably do it. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a meme, a big meme on Facebook, <laughs> and then, I, and I actually I thought this has got to be a joke. Googled it, found nothing. I thought, oh, here we go. Uh, I actually seen a uh, uh, you see all the mock drafts getting around at the moment as well. I actually seen one, and I think he was serious, and he didn't even have Trevor Lawrence going to Jacksonville at number one. 
No, because I think they probably, as I would, might be half thinking, Justin Fields and uh, Urban Meyer together. Yeah, that, that was part of what I heard uh, as well. Urban would there's, still want Trevor. There's, there's no chance that they don't go with Lawrence. Mm. And no, Trevor he's, he's going to Jacksonville. He knows it too. Oh, he knows it too. And Trevor Lawrence going to the Jets, that would be funny. <laughs> uh, he's trying to make all... the Jets look like geniuses, wouldn't it? It would. He's tried to all avoid right. them all year. And... We, don't need, we don't need to cover the Jets any longer in a Super Bowl podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no no offence, Jeremy. We're not on the Super Bowl um, half of the show yet. But uh, just saying, I'm talking about mock drafts. Is there a good friend and I think the listener Braden come up with the mock draft. He does mock drafts for every other sport. I just as he put oh, one he probably will at some point. For the NFL there's about three hundred picks, so he'd be working pretty hard, I would suggest. Oh. Okay, no worries. All right, so this next question is probably at the heart of everything that um means NFL to Jeremy. It's um what will the 49ers do at quarterback? Is Jimmy G on the way out? Jeremy, go well, first. All right. Well, having heard the names of ilk, such ilk as um, Cousins and Bridgewater as replacements, I think you can glean from that that it's pretty clear that they're ready to move on from Jimmy G. Because they're, <laughs> they're, uh, they're not two quarterbacks I'm itching to get after. Um, you know what, though? I would suggest Kirk Cousins would be an upgrade simply mm. for the durability fact. And he's also yeah, throwing 25-plus TD passes in each of the last four or five seasons. So you know what you're going to get with Kirk Cousins. Um, very good. But very good you're not going to get anything special either, are you? That was actually my next point. Um, so Jimmy G's his errors, every quarterback makes errors, but sometimes the timing of his errors isn't great. Um, and his durability is just the main question. You can't stay on the field. And you can't be paying a quarterback. No. Gazillions 25 mil like, or whatever he's on. Yeah, yeah. like they are. To sit on the sidelines, so mm. I think they're red. They missed out on Stafford. Uh, would would have to give up the farm for Watson if they if they went after him. Drafting a QB might or might not be an option. As I think John Lynch wants to win now, um, and I don't think they could do that with a rookie QB. If there's a QB available at pick twelve, do they take him though? Well, Cause... only if it's, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll get to that a bit later. Yeah. How long um, is does it take to develop a quarterback anyway if they were to pick someone from the draft? These days, only a couple of years. Like, okay. A lot of them are just about ready-made, <clears throat> but mm-hmm. if you give them one or two seasons, they're pretty much you pretty much got them locked in for ten to twelve years if you've picked the right one. Uh, how long? Okay. How long's Baker Mayfield? How long's Baker Mayfield be going around? He's, uh, this was only a year was... four for him. Yeah, so he's taken a little bit, but he's come on. Uh, right coach and right system helps as well. This mm. was also his third coach in three years as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> so he's going he's gonna to have the same coach next season. So look for him to improve again because he's been having a different okay. coach every single year that he's played. <laughs> well, the, okay. the thing too with that, because Kevin Stefanski has obviously taken over at the Browns this year. And I think you look he's got to be in contention for <clears throat> any coach of the year award because he's done what no one else can and actually found, <clears throat> found a way to make Baker Mayfield look good at NFL level and make him work and take the team <clears throat> to the playoffs with him. Okay. Helps when you have Ooh, helps boy. when you have Chubb and a hunt running behind yeah. you as well. I can. All right. Well I've had um, the ten minute warning from our lovely people at Zoom. So we'll move on to the next question. Um, and this will get around to all three panel members. 
regular season choices for offensive and defensive rookie of the year, what do you go first? Um, my defensive rookie of the year, it's got to be Chase Young. Um, <clears throat> Washington picked him up at pick two. Um and he hasn't let him down. Um, he provided a lot of lot of energy on the defensive end, and was a big reason that they had one of the best rated defenses in the league. Um, and has to be Justin Herbert at the the Chargers. He come in um, in I think it was week three or four um, at quarterback, and he just took them to a new level. Really. They didn't win many games, but they didn't lose many by a lot of points either. So they're actually going to be really good to watch next year, I think, the Chargers. It will okay. be. What about you, Craig? I reckon about the same as what um, Woody just said, uh, Chase Young and Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's been breaking numbers every week. He's been rocking up. He's been breaking records. Uh, he's he's going to have um, all these all these quarterback records broken. The only thing that stopped Justin Herbert and the Chargers from being really any good winning was that stupid coach they had. They <laughs> they blew it. They they blew a potential win at Buffalo with with that terrible second half Buffalo had. I think they had it down their end three or four times, just in that one quarter. And I'm thinking they're going to score here. They're going to score. And next thing you know, I must have blinked or something. The balls. Move down the other end. I'm thinking, what's going on here? Yeah, come away um, with zero points. Come away with zero points. I'm thinking, I'm glad he's gone. And Chase Young's just a monster. For a young bloke, he's a monster. So, I think that's the, uh, that's the consensus between the three of us. I think we're all in agreement. Um, which, which means now they'll lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's somebody <laughs> else again. No, I think I think they're I think they're odds on favourites just quite. I think they'll get the awards. Yeah, so, there's uh, one bloke that caught my eye as well at um, James Robinson at Jacksonville. He was a running an undrafted rookie running back that ran for over a thousand yards in his first year for a team that won one game. <coughs> so yeah. uh, he was um, getting. That's some, worth he, mentioning as well. He was getting some numbers too. Every week he, he was getting numbers on the on the stat sheet, getting mentions. Broke records for an undrafted uh, player too. And oh. Herbert, um, Herbert, Herbert with 31 TDs, 10 interceptions, passer rating of 98.5, uh, 4,300 passing yards. Uh, that's a pretty good to have on your CV in your first year. All right, so Jeremy, you're, you're in agreement with the other guys on that one? Yep. All right. I'm just thinking maybe we shuffle on to the next question because time is elapsing. Um, yep. Will the Saints... Uh, what will the Saints do at quarterback? We might start okay. with Craig on that one. Craig, yeah. Well, no one knows until, probably really until, Drew Brees retires. And then maybe, with all this words sw- swirling around, why couldn't a <clears throat> Deshaun Watson or a Derek Carr just quietly sneak in there? Everyone's forgotten about waiting for Drew Brees. He could just quietly slip in there with an offense that they've got with Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and just and just go to town. I think if we look at his last five or six weeks, though, the best option is for him to not go around again. Would, yeah, well, I would, I would agree there. Yeah, one bad game, but and he is also, getting but he is getting old. And also, too, they don't enter the draft until pick twenty eight either. So. They, they can't draft a QB this year either. 
well, there's a perfect trade. Everyone's making all this noise, but maybe just quietly they're waiting on Drew Brees to retire <clears> and then bang. It got would start picks. a domino effect. Oh, it would. I got a little. I got something a little left field. Um, yeah, I hope what, you're going to say the name. I think you're going to. What? Yeah, yeah, Woody. Yeah, what? What I want is Jameis. Oh, there we go. Um, now you're speaking my language. What? What may happen? And don't rule this out because Sean Payton's a bit kooky. Is they actually have a combination of of uh, Jameis and Taysom Hill throughout the year, so they actually have like co-quarterbacks. Share responsibilities. I can, I can, I can just see, I can see Sean Payton doing something kooky like that. It wouldn't be out of character for him, would it? No. Oh, Taysom Hill. I think we, when Breeze missed those games this year, I think Payton showed his hand that um, Hill's probably the likely successor. Yeah, he didn't pass that great though. I think over the over the course of a sixteen game season, not passing the ball is going to come back and bite you uh, in the arse. Yeah, uh, but let's look at Baker Mayfield and the Browns as well, though. So Baker didn't need to be really that good a passer because he had Hunt and Chubb. Yeah, but whereas he can, Hill's going to have He can throw a little bit. He can throw a little. I'll say yeah. I'll say Baker's a better throw than Taysom Hill. Oh yeah, he is. Hey I'll, guys, I'll pose this one. I'll pose this one to you, Jeremy, on yeah. the Jameis Winston subject. Jameis, I know. Would I know. You, um, would you He's be happy that. if the, the Niners made a play for him? Would you be happy yeah. if he wound up at quarterback? I know, I know, Woody, you're on Jameis Island. He's got his border <laughs> condo. It's, there's his not many condo. of us there. No, there's not many there. He's bought a condo on Jameis Island, and he's. I reckon the uh, condos might be going up uh, this time next year. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't. I look. It wouldn't. Up, it, it wouldn't upset me if Jameis was the San Francisco starting quarterback. I don't see him as a, Mike, a as a Kyle Shanahan type of quarterback. Okay. Though. Okay. Hmm. Um, guys, do the Saints um, need a Paul Crew-styles quarterback? Paul? Doesn't everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, the longest okay. yard. What can I say? Anyway, um, we've got one last question uh, that we're going to pose to the panel, and I think actually I'll probably have to come up with an explanation too uh, before we have a break, <laughs> and it is what type of player do you want your team to target in the draft? Um, now I'll just quickly say being a novice supporter that pretty much just sees if the Cowboys won, I would say from what I've seen with the injuries to quarterbacks and that we need a brick fricking wall in front of the quarterback. Anyway, on to Woody. Um, what don't the Eagles need? I think <clears throat> they need to sort out their quarterback situation. I think that will be Wentz and should be Wentz next year. Um, there's a, need receivers? Do they need receivers more than... We do need a receiver, but um, there's also a uh, linebacker called Micah Parsons um, who had a very, very strong year. So that would shore up our defence as well. So if we, if I'm looking at three players, I'd look at Micah Parsons or if we're looking for receivers, Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase, if they're still available. Mm. Well, my team's the Raiders... Because when I went to America, that's where we were closer to. They didn't have an LA team back then. So, oh, Derek Carr, I don't, no one knows whether he's going to come or go. So, if Derek Carr goes, we're going to need a quarterback for a start. And we need some defense. I think uh, Aguilar had some things to say uh, during the week. We need some defense. Terry, he that's was a very time. handy pickup, though, Aguilar, for you guys this year. He, he couldn't catch COVID with you guys last year. 
And this year he, he was catching everything. I was, I was, I was happy for him, to be honest. I remember that, that thing that, that, uh, about that um, report about the, uh, the kid being thrown out the window in Philadelphia in a fire. And they're interviewing yeah. some dude on the ground. Did you see that? No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy was just standing there. All of a sudden, just caught this kid out the window. Aglaw couldn't even do what this bloke did. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, does John Gruden have the patience for a rookie quarterback? Uh, I'm not too sure. What did he have at Tampa when he was coaching in there? Did he have to? Did he have to start from scratch? So that's yeah. a while ago now. Yeah. And you'd have to have, I don't care what sort of coach you Is have. Trent you've got Dilfer? To have Did he have Trent Dilfer? Wasn't he? You had, he had Trent Dilfer. You've yeah. got to have some patience as a coach for anything. I don't think organisations give coaches the patience. All right, to, Tim, to I, Tim I, got, I, got, uh, I got one minute to do mine and then we can... You, you've got, no, um, you've got 40 seconds. Go. All right. Uh, a, a Q, if there's, only if there's one that we can't refuse a quarterback... Only if there's one too... pick 12. Yep, yep. Um, only if there's one too good to get. Other than that, we need something in the secondary, I think, a corner or a safety. All right. Yep. Uh, Sherman, Sherman's getting on a bit. Sounds good. So we'll be back on the other side of this break to talk Super Bowl. So in the meantime, go and get a coffee, drink, whatever, and we'll be back. We're back from our break, and now we're going to hit it hard with our NFL Super Bowl special part of this episode. And uh, first question I have for our lovely panel of experts here is, what is the key to victory for both teams? Now, just before we answer that question, we've got the Buccaneers versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are at home on their own uh, field, aren't they, guys? No, the the Bucks are at home. Oh, the Bucks are at home. Thank you. I just yep. thought it, I just thought it was written down like the NBA, where it's you know, so and so versus so and so on the second team's the home team, but it's not. It's the Buccaneers are at home. Okay, uh, Buccaneers record was fourteen and five. Chiefs record was sixteen and two. Uh, for Australian fans, it's a ten thirty a.m. on the eighth, which is Monday start apparently for the telecast or the game. So that's all the information I have. So anyway, um, keys to victory for both teams. Do you want to start, Woody? Um, the key for Tampa is going to be um, their defense. Um, not so much rushing and putting pressure on Mahomes because Mahomes is actually the best rated quarterback this season when under pressure. Um, but, yeah, they just need to get their defense in check. So um, <clears throat> that's going to be going to be um, up to up to them just to make sure that their, their secondary is in order, really, and just watch for those <coughs> balls coming over the top. I don't think there's much point them trying to stop Travis Kelsey, because I don't think anyone really can. Um, but if they can get, um, get someone to cover Tyreek Hill, I think that'll go a long way to them possibly getting very, very close or even winning. Okay, what about what's the Buccaneers' chances? That was the Buccaneers. Oh, Chiefs. sorry. Um, just 
Mahomes getting the ball to Kelsey and Hill um, whenever they can, I think. Um, if he can get the ball to them like he has been and they both get up around 100 yards, um, I don't think the Bucks will come close. Okay. Um, Craig, do you want to give us some insight on your thoughts? I, I think that Tampa Bay has got to score more than 24. That's, that's a given because uh, Kansas City has, has only allowed 24 points or less in four straight playoff games, while Tampa Bay has scored 24-plus points in 10 straight games. So it's going to be a tug-of-war between who can get 24 points. Get over 25 if, points and Tampa Bay win it, really. If it gets into a shootout, though, I think I'd be, I'd be on the Chiefs. If it gets in a shootout, but Mahomes hasn't thrown that deep ball much in the last... No, he hasn't really. ...in the last seven or eight weeks because the only deep... Everyone's talking about Mahomes' deep ball is better than Brady's. Well, Brady's thrown nine deep touchdown passes since week 13, and Mahomes has only thrown four completions deep. And Brady does know how to win. And Brady does know how to win Super Bowls. He knows how to win. I think the Mahomes hype... Um, this year isn't really warranted as much as last year because no. he hasn't he hasn't been anywhere near as good, has he? No, because their de- their defense has slipped. Uh, their efficiency has slipped by twenty five percent. Kansas City, yep. and that's because what's going to happen is Kansas City's got to get out of this mindset of back to back. They've already yep. been there, done it. You've got to get out of that mindset of back to back because only eight teams have done it, and you- and you're going to lose. What's your thoughts, yeah. Jeremy? Um, I think for Tampa, for them, Aaron was alluding to before, it was it was the defense. Um, yeah, with the defense, I think if they can get turnovers and give Tom Brady a short field, um, either get stops or turnovers, mainly turnovers, which they've been pretty good at in the playoffs thus far. Um, also, Fournette needs a big game. Ronald 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 Jones has been. He's been subpar the entire playoffs, really. So if they can get a good day out of him, that, that'll take them. That'll take them a long way to winning. But really, it, I think it goes. It boils down to uh, Tampa's defense whether they can get enough turnovers or not, which uh, which they have done thus far this playoffs. So I can't see why they won't. Okay. Um, just just on you saying them with them maybe Fournette and Jones running. I mean, I've actually got had a look earlier today. So Tampa Bay only averages 91 rush yards per game this year. We ranked them number 27 in the league. Um, but Fournette and Jones do have the capability to run. And also too, if you look at Kansas City's defense against the run, they give up an average of 121.9 rush yards per game, which ranks them number 19th in the league. So if they've got a weakness, it's going to be that run that um, Tampa provides. So may, maybe they do look to give Fournette and Jones the ball and just let mm-hmm. them run, um, which also lets the clock run, which means Mahomes yeah. has less time with the ball. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. So if they if they can get some success with that, it means they're keeping the ball and they're keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field. If or, it's a, or, uh, make, so. or make him panic. Yeah. Okay. We so haven't, we haven't seen Mahomes under panic mode yet. Okay, so guys, if it's a tight game, can you see Brady Willingham over the line with his experience? Absolutely. Mm. He's, how many times has he done it before? He's, he's got a he's got an, he's got a knack of doing it again. Yeah, yeah, he's got a knack <laughs> of doing it. Um, and just with just with KC, what they need to do, um, 
they just need to do what they do. Um, <clears throat> throw the ball to Kelsey and Hill, get Hill out into some space. What the what they what they do do and they have done particularly this thus far this playoffs is um, they've just put scoreboard pressure on. They get out to a lead. It's really difficult if they get a two touchdown lead. It's really difficult to come back on them. Um, and yeah, you, you're alluding to before how they haven't made a great deal of big plays. That, uh, so Tampa Bay have to be mindful of that because uh, uh, Andy Reid might have something something up his sleeve. And just, just on before, because Craig alluded to um, Brady throwing the deep ball, um, I think they need to be careful with that too because um, the honey badger might be in for a good day if um, if he sees a couple of balls coming down his way. Um, if he picks a couple of them off, then um, it's probably going to be be all over for Tampa Bay. Who's he, who's he going to be playing on? Oh, he, he's a safety for Kansas City, so... Um, Tyron Matthew, I think he he's he's probably set for a big day. I reckon. Mm. I think he's primed here, so he he may not make interceptions, but he might cut off a lot of that deep ball. Well, Brady has Brady has thrown thrown a few. Okay, he has, but, but surely in the big game, um, Brady being Brady will uh, play to his own strengths, not um, try and um, do stuff outside of his strengths. Surely, it's just going to be a very efficient game from Brady. I think. Um, I've got the stats here. I had a look at them earlier think, today as well. I think uh, this, could, this probably ties into the next question that we're having. Yes, it does. Um, but, mm. uh, yeah, so maybe hold off those stats for the next question because the next question is, and this is actually quite a good question, I think, um, for someone that's a bit of a novice at the game, um, compare the coaching style. So do they are they different, very different or are they similar or what's the go with them? They're somewhat similar. They're not chalk and cheese. Um, no, Andy Reid's probably more likely to do something a little bit out of the box. Yeah. And he I coaches would, would, who? Or be a bit more daring. And he coaches Kansas who? Kansas City, thank he, you. He's at the Chiefs, yeah. yeah he, I, think, I, think, well, I think the difference between the two is um, Andy Reid will coach more daring, but Bruce Arians will have his players play with more freedom, if you know what I mean. Yeah, you sort of notice <clears throat> when you watch a Kansas game or a Tampa game, you notice Andy Reid more than you do Bruce Arians. He just quietly goes along with it. So Andy, Andy Reid will probably be more of a risk taker if you, if you want to put it in that context than Bruce Arians will. He'll just go with the flow. Well, he's got, he's got a um, good average quarterback, so he can probably afford to go off the flow. Yeah, he's got Eric Clapton and Cream out there, basically. <laughs> Being, yeah. being put together out there. I mean, he's gone and he's gone and actually he's gone and left cream <clears> and gone and, and gone with the dominoes. So <laughs> gone and put himself together a nice little super group. Yeah, he has got a super group, I'd say. So like I was saying before, so with with I said I think it's going to be a very efficient game from Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I had a look at the third down conversion rates for both teams this season. Um, and neither of them are much good at it. So <laughs> Kansas City have only converted on 40.93% of their third downs and 42.21% for Tampa. But I think the biggest thing to take out of that is um, it's very <coughs> rare that you actually get them to third down because they, they just they constantly moving the chains. So I think if – and that brings back into before what Jeremy was saying about the run game. Um, 
where it's going to be very important for um, for Tampa Bay to use that run because that might put the pressure, as you were saying, Craig, on onto Mahomes when he does get on the field. Mm. And at a 40% conversion rate of the third down, that might be a slight weakness of the Chiefs if you can actually get him there. Mm. How has Fournette been going? He hasn't really set the world on fire. Oh, he's had a great last two playoff games. Um, yeah. He's he's carried Ronald Jones on his back pretty much because Ronald <clears> Jones has done done nothing. He was fantastic in um, their win against uh, the Saints. Mm-hmm. Actually, yep. scored a very good scored a great touchdown uh, in the Green Bay game as well. Yeah. Okay. A lot of help in that Saints game. I think uh, a lot of assists from Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew helped a lot. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he went out. He, he wanted to have a party while he was going out, I think. Oh, I think so. He was, he was yeah. giving it out to everybody. All right, guys. Um, that's probably enough uh, comparing coaching styles. We're, we've got listed quarterbacks head-to-head, and you probably al- we've probably uh, alluded to that a little bit, but maybe let's be straight down a line about some um, well, head-to-head quarterbacks. Why don't, we, why don't we talk about what's on the line for both of them in this game? All right, so... Yeah, well. Brady's immortality is probably on the line for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's well, more for more for himself, probably. Yeah, it, I think immortality. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be able to chase him if he was to win. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a few stats out there <clears throat> that says in the regular season, if you have Mahomes versus Brady, the winner of that game has always won the Super Bowl. But then Tom Brady. Against a reigning Super Bowl champion when he plays is four and one. It's pretty bloody good. Mm. That's pretty good. Pretty good record. And I think there's a big chance with all the focus on the quarterbacks that it may not be the quarterbacks that <coughs> um, define this game. I think we've, we've alluded to Kelsey and Hill and Fournette. Um, and I said, Matthew, the honey badger before, I think it might be someone out of the box that makes a play somewhere that that makes a difference. That's, that's uh, another, another question we're going to get to not too not too far away. Mm. Well, um, my, and, and I have one with, um, this is the fourth Super Bowl where both quarterbacks are on a seven-plus game win streak. And the last time that happened, Tom Brady beat the greatest show on turf in Super Bowl 36. He there did. Yeah, the, the Rams? Ah, <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. Um, so that, that just speaks to his longevity too. So that was in Super Bowl 36 and we're lining up for Super Bowl 55 and Tom Brady's mm. still there. Um, Woody, um, just your, your previous comments um, to that almost contradicted your importance of quarterbacks. Anyway, we'll move on to the next um, question, which is, does the home field give the Buccaneers any advantage? Now, weighing up the fact we're in COVID, weighing up the fact that we may not have as many, well, we shouldn't have as many people in the game, at the game, does it give them a normal advantage, let alone an advantage? I'll I'll take this one. Um, I think definitely staying at home and not having to travel for the likes of Gronk and Brady will help, particularly Brady being 43. Um, but it's it's pretty much known the Chiefs can play and win anywhere. Uh, they've got the system to do that. But, I mean, Brady's Brady's already the goat, but it'll, all it'll do is just rubber stamp him that he's not the system in New England. It's Tom Brady. 
I, I believe one of our panel members will probably disagree from being the goat, but anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it might rubber stamp it. Okay. I, I actually, uh, I'm going to have to readdress that, Tim. We'll, uh, right. we'll save that for another day, I think. All right, well, you might be might be surprised by my response. Okay. Well, what, sorry, Craig. What's your thoughts on the home ground advantage or home field the advantage? Home, if he is, if Tampa Bay being the home dog, and we all know about betting on a home dog in an NFL game is good money, <clears> and I'm I'm surprised when I looked that Tampa Bay was the was the underdog, considering it is at home. In a Super Bowl, yeah, they're taking into account probably the minimal crowd and um, mm. well, it's going to be a bigger crowd than most. Twenty-two thousand, I think. Yeah, COVID, I think the COVID actually, situation. That's a good point that Craig brings up about if you, um, you know, the the home team winning more often or quite regularly in the regular season. With all the COVID stuff, there hasn't been all the um, festivities, for lack of a better word, surrounding the. Super Bowl, so it might actually have more of a regular season feel about it in terms of the occasion, which might play into Tampa Bay's hands a bit as well. And actually, the team with the worst record, coincidentally, they are at home, has won 13 of the last 15. <clears throat> so, yeah, a lot of signs pointing to Tampa here, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Going for their... Uh... They'll be the fourth team to win the Super Bowl, winning all, all their playoff games on the road, if they do it. Um, yeah, let, let's not count Tampa out, I think. Um, <laughs> or especially not with Brady. No. Yeah, we can't, I can't bet against him, no. Someone's backflipping. Anyway, moving on to the next question. <laughs> um, does making another... This is actually the question where listeners... We may hear a rebuttal of um, previous stupidity from one of our panel members. Does making another Super Bowl make Brady the indisputable GOAT? If not, what more does he have have to or need to do? Um, yeah. I, I might actually go with our guests first on this one. And we yeah, may answer that. Oh, and then, and well, then we'll go, then we'll go to Jeremy, then we'll go, go to Woody. So go ahead, Craig. I, I reckon if he went to Tampa Bay and didn't have the super group, like I said before, that he put together and won the Super Bowl, that would probably help him more better than what he had with New England. Because the team he yeah, had... That, that's why he went to Tampa Bay. Yeah, but, well, no one knew they were going to get... I don't think we all knew they were going to get Gronk, Fournette, Antonio Brown, et cetera, et cetera. But the team that he beat the Rams with was probably the worst New England team he's ever had. So that would probably have to solidify it more than this team. And he's, yeah. you know, he's won six of nine in the, in the, in the AFC. Go to the NFC. If he, if he wanted to prove to be a goat, go to Jacksonville. Don't have Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> and, see, and see if you can win one there, and then we'll, and then we'll, and then he'll definitely be it. And then Aaron, Aaron will even admit he's the goat. Then if Jacksonville win <laughs> with Tom Brady, Aaron will. There'll be no argument. Yeah, but Craig, let, let, let's send um, Ronaldo to um, friggin' Let me think. Um, Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield United. I don't think Sheffield United are going to win the. Um, <laughs> EPL, you know what I mean? No, like, but it's but it's like a, it's like the Formula One. 
Um, <coughs> one of one driver A can't drive a car for this one because it keeps blowing up, breaking down. Mm. It's too slow. Jumps in the Ferrari. All of a sudden, he's the best thing since sliced bread because the Ferrari's ten times faster. I mean, if you put him in a team with superstars, you're going to win. But if you put him in a team with half spuds, and if he wins the Super Bowl, then then we'll talk. Mm, interesting. Be like LeBron. Be like LeBron James live, uh, in Cleveland compared to when he went to Miami or Lakers or something like that. Mm. Winning a championship. I get what you're saying. Um, don't don't necessarily um, 100% agree being a team sport, but I I get your sentiment for sure. Mm. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy, where are you? You're kidding me. I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here. Um, so look. It, if he wins, I think, yep, I'll have to, I'll have to renege on that and say, yep, he's definitely the goat. Um, as much as it pains me to say that, um, but what, one thing I will say, and I think there are probably going to be a few listeners out there that probably agree with me here, is um, generally not too many non-New England fans like Tom Brady, and I'm in that camp as well. So I hated him at New England. <laughs> And I don't actually mind him now at Tampa Bay. So I think that just really just solidifies how much I dislike New England. So it wasn't him you disliked, it was the franchise. Well, it, it, it must be, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think if, if, they, if they're lifting the Lombardi Trophy come Monday afternoon, um, then I think, yeah, we do shut the door on the GOAT discussion. But at, as it stands, there's a little bit of wriggle room for a couple of other blokes to be mentioned in that. Mm. Well, we're not going to hear that the end of he wins. And I'm going to make... Sorry, it's go, gonna make us all. It's going to make us all sick, the media, for all that uh. day and Tuesday. It's just going to make us all... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I can't wait to watch... I uh, can't wait to watch yeah. Skip Bayless on Tuesday uh, morning. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, wow. Jeremy, no. you've forfeited your opportunity to answer that question. I already, I already answered it. I already answered it just before we were talking about the home field anyway. I'll jump the gun. So. No, no one was listening yeah. to your waffle. Because <laughs> it's, it's not the Jeremy show. Anyway... Um, so we've um, decided that um, there's definitely going to be a possible debate um, and maybe a, an answer if uh, that he was to win the Super Bowl. So Woody alluded to another question um, some time ago in this half of our show, unsung hero from each team. All right, so we'll make this because we want to spend a fair bit of time on um, you know, um, a few other bits and pieces. So we'll be quick. Um, Woody, your two, one from each team, unsung heroes. Um, I mentioned Tyron Matthew earlier, the honey badger. I'll go with him for the Chiefs. And the other one I'll mention too, and I think the Bucks' day depends on him as well, is Tristan Wirfs um, <laughs> in the offensive line there. They brought yeah, him crucial. in. They brought him in um, as their first round pick last year and they traded up to get him. And he's probably done more than they could have asked for him. So I think a lot of that protection and time that Brady gets is to do with him, and he just does not get the plaudits he deserves, especially for a rookie. Okay. Jeremy, you're still in the sim bin. Craig, your thoughts? (laughs) I was thinking just off the top of my head, uh, is it Scotty Miller, uh, Tampa Bay? They have really (laughs) underestimated him. Uh, down on the offensive side uh, of the ball, especially when he scored that touchdown last week. 
I can't remember who we burned yeah, off. Yeah, just before, just before half time. Yeah, it was white a man, deep shot. Yeah, yeah white, white man can't run, that sort of thing. And um, for Kansas City, look, I think uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, even though he's probably not the unsung hero, as in your unsung hero, as you want to speak it that way, but he's been in the background with the Tyree Kills, the <laughs> Le'Veon Bells, and he's done all right for himself. Yeah, I think well, that's a fair call. Yeah. He, he's not going to get the attention like your hills and your bells, but <clears throat> he's, he's getting it done. Cool. Jeremy, you're out of the sin bin. I'm out of the sin bin, all right. Um, <laughs> um, oh, uh, now, I've got a, on the defensive side for the Bucks, I'm, my unsung hero is going to be Devin White. Oh, I um, like it. <coughs> I like it, yep. He's... Uh, He's been crucial mm. in uh, he's mm. he's been crucial in creating turnovers during the playoffs during the whole playoffs actually and getting to the quarterback as well and um, uh, if he has a good game that means they're probably getting the ball back and uh, they're <coughs> going a long way they're going a long way to winning. Um, and just on him before you move on, Jez, I've actually yeah. got some numbers here for him this year. So he's number three in the league this year for tackles for loss. So he made sixteen tackles for loss this year. And he's also made nine sacks as well. So um, <clears throat> the numbers definitely back up what you're saying. Yep, uh, Devin White. I like the cut of his jib. Um, and uh, uh, maybe, uh, just just maybe, uh, Le'Veon Bell can turn back the clock. Maybe. Okay. It's a big maybe. All right. So our next question is from at Rodder, Rodders05 on Twitter. He's asked, if the Bucks win, does Brady retire? Simple Craig, what are your thoughts? He says he can play till he's 46. That's what he said the other day. That's so another I think he's three gonna years. Another, he's going to have another crack. Yep. He basically, he wants to keep going. Yep. Um, quite simple. Uh, Brady isn't retiring. Um, he's already been... I've already heard him speaking about speaking about next year and how they can be they can even improve get better next year. So similar uh, to what Craig's be, reporting. Yep. So he'll he'll be there. Uh, the answer to that is no. He's not retiring. No, Woody. I don't think he's, he he um he signed a two year deal when he did go across. Um, not that that may mean a lot. Um, but as Jeremy said, he had an interview a couple of days ago and they were talking about the the Super Bowl and their playoff run and everything like that. And um, he sort of deflected and was talking about how much better they're going to be next year and how much he's looking forward to that. So um, I think we see Tom Brady go around next year for sure. Okay. Um, guys, just a quick question. This is for my, for my um, interest. Who is probably the best analyst of the game on the coverages at the moment? Oh, I'm going to be on the outer here and I like Chris Collinsworth. I'm going to yep. be oh, Collinsworth, yeah, he's, he's good value. Good, good. He's, he's oh, yeah. coming. Yeah. I, I love him. I love him. Yeah, I Collinsworth and, polarizing, I Col- isn't he? Collinsworth and Michael's doing the Super Bowl. I, I heard a rumour they might be, so I hope they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Because they, they have a rotation over there. Yeah, that's what around, yeah. Super Bowl, don't they? So did Fox do it last year? I think they did, didn't they? So I think they did, yeah. It probably will be CBS. Is it CBS or NBC that they're with? Yeah, NBC, NBC, I think. NBC. 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 So um, I actually agree with you, Craig. Like, he, he cops a lot of flack, especially on the social media and whatever. But 
he's been doing it as long as he has, and there's a reason he's still their number one man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Bit of a left field one. I was watching a game earlier this year. I can't remember what game it was, but they had um, Akeem Talib on there um, oh, yes. offering inside as well. And he was actually very, very good. So I'm hoping that next year they utilise him a bit more. Uh, no yes. love for Aikman? Aikman, oh, no. I don't think he analyses it enough. He goes about I, his business. He doesn't stand out. No, he doesn't stand out. He's a bit wooden as, as far as analyst is concerned. He'll wait for the replay. He won't say much. And then he's he'll wait not for a, the... He's very good. Let's not a lot of personality about him either, I don't think. No, no, he's very... He's very vanilla, isn't he? He is. He's, he's vanilla and boring. Uh, I, have another, uh, I have another listener question uh, from Gavin McGrath from 107.9 ABC. I couldn't care less if it was Bruce McAvaney, to be honest, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, From 107.9 ABC FM Ballarat, uh, our resident Chiefs fan, uh, Gavin McGrath. Well, come on, Uh, spill the beans. We haven't got all night. Regardless regardless of which team wins, will it be the offense or the defense that will be the main hero of the day? Oh, this is going to be a shootout. So... It would have to be the defence, wouldn't it? Because I could say, see, it win, say it wins championships. I'm going to see a lot of yards being thrown Monday. Mm. So do you, th- you think it's going to be uh, defences making it's, a play that will defence is going to win it? Because I don't think even if you took the props, I don't think you're going to. I don't think both of them are going to go under. <clears throat> uh yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get to that soon in my in our multi league when we. I was going to say um, on the back of what. Uh, Craig said, the greatest coach manager of all time said, offense win goals win games or offense, defense wins championships. Enough said. Thank you, Sir Alex. See, the, the question was regardless of who wins, will it be the defense or the offense? Um, I think I've got to ignore that regardless of who wins part because I think if the Chiefs win, it's going to be on the back of their offense and if the Bucks win, it's going to be on the back of their defense. So... <clears throat> I don't think That's a good, good answer. To I don't think you can really say, regardless of which team. I think they're probably both. Oh, they're probably both looking at it from a different perspective. Okay, good answer. Um, our next bit is our multi, where we're all going to pick legs. Our wonderful um, multi-leg um, partner uh, Philip Kimber was unable, and I've been given the ten-minute warning, so we're going to get into it has um, unable to uh, join us, but he has forwarded his first leg for us for our multi. And he's saying Kansas City Chiefs by 1 to 13 points, and that's paying $2.42 on sports bets. And we know we've had a bit of um, debate in past lives by certain listeners that we our odds are shit, but um, that was on <laughs> sports bet. And while I'm at it, my leg is um, Tom Brady passing touchdowns plus two and a half for $2.31. That's not too bad. Tampa Bay averaged 30.7 points per game this year, so they're not going to get that without him throwing a few touchdowns, are they? Can someone out of Jeremy and uh, Woody be writing this down and um, post it because I've got a million things going on here in front of me. All right. uh... Yeah, my leg, uh, speaking of average points a game, um, $1.83 you'll be getting for the total score to be plus <clears> 55 and a half. I'll say that again, plus 55 and a half. 
Big chance yep. from what you, the stats you guys have been quoting all um, episode. So what mm-hmm. you're going, you're going like the under, <clears throat> the under fifty six. Well, no, no, it's, it's plus fifty five. So you could, either, you, you could either go plus fifty five and a half or minus oh, you've got a, oh, you've got a different so, number. So I'm so I'm going the over. Okay. <clears throat> all right. That gives you a lot of um, margin once they get over that, which is good. Uh, Craig, you got a, a a leg to add to our multi. All right. Well, I was going to go the over under, but so lucky I came prepared and put it for something else. So I might go first touchdown scorer to get a little bit of odds up for us. Mike Evans at eleven bucks, and he plays for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yep. And Woody, your pick for the league? Um, <clears throat> I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 30.5 rushing yards. Oh, that's a good one. What's that paying? Um, that's a dollar ninety-three. Okay. Um, if we punch in all those odds, what are we looking at? Or we no one's able to tell us that. Oh, what have we got? I'll I'll have a look at that. If you carry on with the rest of All it, right. I'll, I'll All right. total no it worries. up and I'll so, chime in. <clears throat> sounds good. Now, what's happening is we're on to our last bit of the um, episode, which entails us doing a um, finish off with some picks. And the picks will be your winner, your margin, and your MVP. Um, I've got no idea because I follow it so closely, so I'll go first. I'm going to go the Bucks to win. Buccaneers to win. Um, margin, I reckon, will be about... Oh, I reckon it might be a close one. I, I'd say three points. And my MVP is going to be the GOAT, Brady. Mm. Well, see, three points only happens 6% of the time. Um, the winning Super Bowl team has covered the spread 46 out of 54 times. So... Tampa Bay to win by double figures. So forget the spread. They're going to win at 250, I believe it is now. <clears throat> and the MVP is... Oh, I don't want to go boring. Oh, they're not going to give it a choice, are they? You can go to fairy tale though, which is Brady. Yeah, the fairy tale. It has to be Brady. If Tampa Bay wins, I'll just give it to him, I think. Yeah. Even if he, even if he breaks yep. his leg in the first quarter, they'll give it to him. So he'll win the MVP. What about you, Jess? Sorry, Craig. Sorry, go. That's okay. I just can't see another name doing it. Mm. And, yeah, he does, and he does know how to win. Let's be honest. He, he knows does, how to he win. He does know how to win. And some dude will have 100 yards or something, but he won't win it. They'll just give it to Brady. And he often, he often, uh, this, this, this might be an underrated fact. He often has the zebras on his side, doesn't he? Oh. <laughs> You're not going down that rabbit hole. No, don't underrate that. Don't underrate that. Woody, uh, Woody, do you want to enter the discussion after that comment? Because you are big on refs and umpires do not affect the game. No, no, no. I'm happy to run with, with what's going on at the moment. That's fine. Uh, it, it, with the history of Brady in the, uh, and the Patriots and the zebras, um, it's very well known. That, all right, then, Doc Tari. All right, Doc Tari, what's your, um, your selections, please? Um, yeah, I'm gonna, we're, we're all hoping for the upset here, aren't we? Um, 
the Bucks by four, and mm-hmm. Brady the MVP because if literally don't even worry about anybody else but a quarterback getting an MVP. Oh, it's that. happened. I think a defender did get it at one stage, wasn't it? For, yeah, uh, I, I just, with, yeah. With those two teams, though, with the names they've got a quarterback. Yeah. It's almost a popularity contest, isn't it? I don't see that. So, and so, Jeremy, you went. The winner was the Bucks. Four points for the margin, and um, Mr. Brady for MVP. Yeah. Um, so that's three out of three. I said um, Brady for MVP. I'm sure Woody will be different. Go ahead. Um, I'm going the Chiefs to win 27 to 21 and Travis Kelsey, MVP. Okay. So there's all our picks. Now, um, just before we get going, Woody, did you manage to work out roughly what the payout would be on this multi? Um, I did, but it won't let us add your leg into the same game multi. Why not? I don't know. We'll take it up with Sportsbet. We might need a new sponsor after this. Get on, get on Bet three sixty five. Anyway, so the other <laughs> four legs. So the Chiefs one to fifteen. Um, the uh, over under. Edwards Hilaire at thirty point five. Um, we get an eight, and Mike Evans for the first touchdown. That gives us eighty dollars fifty or ninety five dollars with yeah. a power play. Uh, I don't think it's going to give it to us because we've got two margins on two separate sides. Yeah, that's the problem. All yeah. right, so what we might do is put, say, $10 on the 80 and $10 on mine individually because mine's probably more chance than the 80 of coming up, and that's our yeah, 20. Yeah, we're going to hedge. We're going to hedge. I like it. Oh, I like it. oh, oh money laundering. And, money and for, for a bit of a speculative <laughs> bet, <laughs> um, I actually like Edward Tolera as the first touchdown at $14. All right. Um, what we might do, seeing you're f- feeling pretty keen on that, we'll we'll spend thirty of our kitty, ten on the mouldy, ten on mine, and ten on that. How's that sound? Um, another yep. another another sneaky for the first touchdown. <laughs> oh, here we go. Well, oh, here we go. This is welcome to the Jeremy Wharf show, proudly brought yeah. to you by Jeremy Wharf. And next week, if you ring in, you <laughs> might might win a date with Jeremy Wharf. Yeah, we'll get Bob Geldof to <laughs> mind, see. Money mind you, we don't we don't ha- we don't have to put. We don't have to put any money on this. Um, hang on, touchdown. There we go. Now you've said it. That'll be the one. You've got two no, minutes. No, no. Come on, dribbles. Get it out. Okay, <laughs> so you will get you will get Ed, uh, Edward Brake at twenty one dollars <clears throat> for the first for the first touchdown. Oh, we we might be able to bit. spend two dollars fifty on that one, Jez. And and. We're not putting any money on this, but just for the listeners out sorry, there. Cameron, there uh, sorry, not, not Edward. <laughs> oh, sorry, I apologise. Cameron Bright. For the there first, is, uh, um, there's actually a market for which coloured Gatorade will be poured over the winning coach if you can jump yeah. on that one. Oh. And just, just before so we Kirkle go, Purple is paying eleven dollars last I checked. Well, one of the one of the most important things is one of the most important things of Super Bowl is the entertainment. Who is who's got the gig? In this COVID period, is there anything? Uh, it's some, the weekend, some, which is like, not going to be entertainment yeah. at all. W-E-E-K-N-D. And I haven't heard anything they sing at all. Mm. And even my daughter says they suck. So if they, if she, <laughs> if she's 17. So if she says they suck, they have got to be bad. All right. Well, that's all you need to know. There we go. <laughs> so we're, we're into know. our last minute, so it's time to say hooroo. So um, hooroo, guys. We get the, 
Why didn't we get the Foo Fighters? Because they suck now too. Oh, yeah, that, they wouldn't get into Festival Hall anymore. Mm. All right, then, guys. <laughs> time, time to go. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, guys. Bye.